As followers of Christ, we are faced with new norms and societal changes that may differ from our worldview. We see fads continue to shape not only our culture, but our beliefs as well. Are we following the trends of life, or are we seeking after the deeper truths which God places before us? We'll discuss these questions and more in Trend or Truth. Hey everybody, it's Mason here, and I am joined with the original crew from Trender Truth. I got Zorn to my right. Hello, hello. I got Corey Murphy. Yeah, yeah. And I got Wes Hostler. What up? And uh, today we're going to talk about spiritual gifts, and it's something we've been talking about around here at the Amp Station for a while. It's going through our small group lately, and uh, I think to start, I'm just going to ask you guys, so what are the importance of spiritual gifts? Man, you went like uh, broad there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trying to make it difficult. Well, I, I think the importance of spiritual gifts, you really need to go into uh, that they're, they're gifts of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. first and foremost, because, uh, you know, there's so many people that, that look at the Holy Spirit as a guide or a conscience, and he's so much more than that, and these gifts kind of are... Uh, the ways that we know he's really at work in our life. To me, I think it's, um, you go to Ephesians 4 where it talks about the, the fourfold of the church and um, and Jesus fulfilled, he was he was all of these things. And so when he ascended, he his body, the body of the church got these gifts and he was all of these things in one, but now we are all separately trying to become the we're, we're the body of Christ so we are when we come together these gifts all come together and we look more like Jesus so I think that it's it's really cool to see you know you'll have somebody new come in and, and it talks about in Romans 11 that the the spiritual gifts are without repentance mm-hmm. and so no matter what you're functioning in these gifts whether you're in Christ or not and I think it's really cool when you see somebody new come in and and how their gift just fits a perfect piece of the puzzle that that you got, you might have needed in that ministry, and right. and then you're able to do different things and reach out to different people, and it's just really cool to see it all come together. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things that's been really cool about the Kazone study that um, Life Church hooked us up with is everybody exploring and seeing how they fit into AMP with their spiritual gifts. You know what yep. I mean? Because it's so easy to look at it and go, okay, well, Zorn and Kimberly run that. You know, it's their ministry, but. We're starting to see that it's really our ministry, you know, and we knew that when uh, Kyla and Gary started helping out and Doug and Terry have been here from the start. And, you know, Doug's a real behind the scenes guy. Um, but when we had the, the I mean, did y'all even know we had a plumbing issue a week or two ago? And I didn't, I didn't know about it until you told us about yeah, it. Yeah. You know, he comes carrying parts to me and, and I'm like, yeah, we don't have anywhere for you to do that outside. It has to be done in here. And, and I never have to worry about what happened i know i know it's going to be taken care of because that's doug's gifting is to make sure that things run smoothly behind the scenes and if if you don't have that it's catastrophe i mean mm-hmm. it would have been like no dinner you know what i mean it just would have it would have shut the whole thing down or, or made it really really difficult um but it you know in this kazone we're starting to talk to people about their spiritual gifts and starting to see that everybody has an important part of this particular body for sure and it is our connection to Christ. I mean, the Holy Spirit. And you think about John 14 and 15, where he's talking about the Holy Spirit coming because he's leaving. And in John 15, he says, Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit 
if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's the critical part of staying connected, not only to uh, Jesus, but his body as a whole, how we're interconnected through the Holy Spirit. Right. And it's, you know, I know the agricultural references about being vine, him being the vine and us being the branches is kind of weird in today's culture, but it's essentially we're all interconnected to produce something with our lives. And we can't produce anything that looks like Christ without the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Truly really good. Yeah. Yeah. They de- preach well, that'll preach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, it definitely shows you kind of where your purpose is in the body of Christ and what role you're called to play. I think that's the way I've always seen it. And definitely going through Kazone, it's kind of showed us more of where we stand out more and where other gifts have grown over others. No doubt. Yeah. You know, we have a girl in here that's super quiet and shy. Um, and she gets past her and she's like, "There's that's not me at all. And part of that's fear, honestly, not trusting the power of the Holy Spirit and that he is the one that can make you uh, qualify to do a pastor's type position. But the other thing is just not understanding the giftings. And when you, we go into that definition, she has a friend that she is walking through life right now, and it fits every aspect of what pastor, what the pastor definition is in spiritual gifts. And and we didn't even have to talk her into it. Then she's like, "Oh my gosh, um, that's me." And we're like, "Yeah, we know, you know." <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but it's just cool to get to get her to kind of realize that. And now it's like, okay, now pray about how does God want you to step into that gifting, and see what goes from there. Right, right. So I mean, we kind of touched on this already, but what are the spiritual gifts? Oh gosh! I mean, and I and I can leave from a scripture before we that's a Murph do a deep and, dive. <laughs> that's a Murph and West question. I can give you a couple of them. But uh, to start us off, I'll go ahead and start with the scripture. Roman, I got Romans twelve six right here, and it starts with saying, "Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. If prophecy in proportion to our faith." And if service in our serving, there's another, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in his generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. And that's only a few of the spiritual gifts. Yeah. There's more than that. Yeah. You got healing, mirac- uh, miracles. Uh, yeah, you got quite a few. So you more. said that was Romans twelve. Uh, it starts with Romans twelve six, and it goes on from there. So you also have First Corinthians twelve, and then you have Ephesians four. Mm-hmm. If you know, yeah, you want to look at, at if there's any differences or comparisons in how uh, Paul describes the gifts, because Paul is the one who writes about them each time. Mm-hmm. Um, That'd be interesting too, because like the the one for giving on there doesn't really sound like giving, but it's the same thing, right? So it might be interesting to see if those other ones are more uh, direct in the verbiage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the verbiage. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, Holy Spirit right there. Yeah, exactly. You, you have the gift of verboseness. Verbosity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Isn't it verbosity? I have no clue. Okay. No. Uh, I mean, and we're doing Kazone right now. Can we talk about Kazone? Yeah. Can we do a shameless plug for we, that? Yeah, we've talked about okay. it the last couple of weeks, I think. Okay, so. well, there you go. <laughs> So what I'd need to start sending checks then. Truth. Yeah. Or <laughs> trend. <laughs> it's so, the other way around in it. My bad. I mean, I, I, I found it really interesting the way that 
the spiritual gifts were presented in the Kassone material. Um, and I brought it up to you that, you know, we've done a spiritual gifts assessment mm-hmm. and there's not a questionnaire inside Kassone. And it goes through the references and scripture that talk mm-hmm. about gifts of the spirit and then lists, you know, practical applications in there that we see in life where, where people have uh, gifts and talents to be used for the purpose of, you know, the body of Christ. Right. And, and I guess it was not surprising as much as, as I have originally been skeptical about a questionnaire, about an assessment, because there is no other criteria other than what's listed in Scripture. Mm-hmm. And when I read those questionnaires, it doesn't seem necessarily framed around everything that you find in scripture there's scripture references that ties into what they're saying and things like that and i'm not putting those down in any way shape or form my point is that i don't think we can limit what a spiritual gifts assessment says are are those spiritual gifts Mm -hmm. and that's what i thought was very good about how kazone listed them is because it still gave scripture references to talk about how people have used gifts and talents obviously because it lists how the spirit of god was involved in their lives and how you know um even in the old testament you know we think mainly new testament when we talk about spiritual gifts but what about people in the old testament mm-hmm. that were artisans and yeah. sculptors or what you know what i'm saying yeah. and t- it, it's yeah, making the temple says, and yeah the, uh, yeah mm-hmm. the ark of the covenant and stuff like that and Exactly. Those guys were gifted with being able to make those ornate things, yeah. So the creative point. gifts mm-hmm. are definitely something that I think is not normally included in that assessment. So you could think of musicians. You could think of, like yeah. we just said, people that are involved where God definitely has given them a purpose mm-hmm. to point people back to him yeah. with whatever they're given. And, you know, in Kazone, they do point you to the spiritual gifts test, the one that we took. But... They also list some other gifts that go along that line that you're talking about, um, which is pretty awesome. Uh, but one of the things, too, that when you get into the spiritual gifts test, um, it's spiritualgiftstest.com is one that we used. Mm-hmm. It talks about you can't make a questionnaire for some of those things, you, like healing. How do you ask questions and then go, okay, well, you have the gift of healing, you know, and uh, the gift of, of miracle manifestation. It's a... You know, you can't ask a question about that. And I would imagine it's probably the same with art and music. And, you know, do you love music? Yeah, okay, well, you're, I love music, but I don't have the gift of, you know, it's definitely not a spiritual gift. Um, but, yeah, I get what you're saying. That's that's a really interesting point. And I think the, the spiritual gifts test is great. Like, I think it's a good guideline. I think it's something that maybe might open your eyes to what the spiritual gifts are. Like, okay, here's a few of them, and... And, and I love the definitions that they provide. They're very in-depth, and that's awesome. But I think that you're really going to find out what your real spiritual gifts are by your fruit. Sure. I mean, mm-hmm. you're, you're, like, seeing the uh, on the paper, oh, my number one gift is prophecy. Okay. Now, now it gives me the definition of prophecy. Now I know what that is. So I can pray into that, and I can look back on my fruit and say, is this really what I'm doing? Or, or did I just answer a question that I mm-hmm. thought was something mm-hmm. different than it was? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I think it's, I, I love the spiritual gifts test, and it definitely opened my eyes to some things that, uh, about myself and about my own spiritual mm-hmm. gifts that I might not have realized before. 
um, just from the definitions that they provided. But I definitely think that it's a guideline that you can use, that you can look back on your fruit and say, that is definitely an act. Like I can affirm that that is my spirit. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a great point because that's what we did on the, with, with this young lady about pastoring was um, it brought to mind fruit, you know, yeah. a, a person that she's working with intimately and trying to lead back to the flock and help heal and, and nurture and feed and all those things that a pastor does. And it, it showed her, it was like, Oh yeah, I, I am in this yeah. category, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and it definitely what you were going back saying about fruit murph is like as we step into certain roles within a congregation or a church, it we start to do things that God's kind of stretching in us. He's telling yeah. us to do a little bit more. I want you to maybe start stepping more into a leadership position or start maybe into more of like a missionary position or uh, just general serving around the church. Yeah. And it's uh, definitely... I'd say going by both the actions, but then also the test helps you to identify which actions are more prevalent than others. And don't ever think that Satan can't try to suppress one of your gifts Mm. that, that God's ordained you with. I mean, the flesh and the spirit are in direct conflict. So you might see like, this says I'm apostolic. And we had a girl in here the other night that was brought to tears from that. Like Mm. that scared her. And I think that's, so awesome that the reverence that was there mm-hmm. like it, it carries a heavy burden that the apostolic gift uh, you're the leader of leaders you're going right. into an area where christ is not known and you're making him known and then raising up leaders in that place mm-hmm. to continue to make him known to the next generation like that's a heavy weight yeah and so i think it was awesome to see the reverence that she had but you could also tell from what she was saying that that it scared her mm-hmm. and like that's okay yep. and you can be, you can, she, she was scared out of honor. Like she, she didn't want to necessarily, she didn't want to fail. Right. And the only thing that that comes from is a reverence for God, but Satan can use that same fear and turn it into, you can never do this. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. And so uh, when you see those things on your gifts that you're like, no way I could be that you can be anything in Christ. And with the Holy spirit, he will, or like I said, the gifts are without repentance. Right. So you're going to use that gift either for God or for Satan, and and you get the choice of whether or not you're going to use that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something too. You got to remember is it's a gift of the Holy Spirit. So that yeah. means that the power is going to come from Him. Yeah. I think when it can be overwhelming is when you start thinking, how am I going to do this? You know how how am I going to lead leaders? How am I yeah. going to minister ministers? And that's the message that we've got to uh, as leaders of leaders and ministers to ministers, we've got to. So you're not. You're yeah. going to trust in this gift. You're going to yeah. you're going to trust in the Holy Spirit that give you this, um, and and that's where the power and the strength and the courage is going to come from. Yeah. And sometimes the the qualification that I mean, you guys know my history. I don't have qualifications to do what I'm doing, but God seems to put things in place to where that it works. He brought Wes in to kind of help me, you know, just make sure that things uh, stay have an order and stay intact and and have follow through and stuff. You not see that? I, you were so never, busy spying that you just. I like, never thought of it that way. No, I. I, I mean, I, I don't. I don't really have a mentor type, so I need someone that I can talk to about. Mm. You know, and that's that's our Wednesday mornings. This is my favorite morning. <laughs> it, because because that is when I get to bounce ideas off of you. And I get to say, hey, this is what happened. Have I handled this properly? And I know you don't know all the answers, but I also know that you're Holy Spirit led, and we'll we'll 
come at me with info that's useful and and sometimes maybe not how I think or or feel, but because I trust you and I know that we have a relationship, it's easier to hear from you that, hey, maybe if you did it this way. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense now, you know? I mean, that is the essence of the community that's supposed to be built around us all being filled with the Holy Spirit, undoubtedly. And where, you know, they talk about iron sharpening iron. Right. And that type of thing where we don't come into it. And this is all connecting to what we talked about last week in that looking at gifts uh, as something other than God-given or Holy Spirit-driven to where, yeah, I'm good at such and such, and I, I've always had a knack for whatever. The The problem with that is the flip side of what you were saying is that, like, I recognize that I'm good at this or whatever, and I'm not thinking about how the Holy Spirit is going to empower me to do that. Right. Well, then who gets the credit? Yeah. You know, and whereas, you know, people are, are not seeing in themselves where they can handle some type of, you know, task that God gives them. Well, it's it's not what you have innately. It's not your, you know, built-in natural mm-hmm. talent. It's given to you for the purpose of, like it says in Ephesians 4, building up the church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so this, this is where I think a lot of the, you know, people in serious positions within the church, you know, the big C like churches all over the world, right? they go wrong. Yeah. Is they are relying on their innate talents, their, you know, ability to communicate. You can go on down the list of the things that attract people to those individuals yeah. and they end up taking the credit for it. Cause honestly mm-hmm. the, the leaders of some really big churches and things like that, that have failed or fallen, it's the same qualities of a cult leader, right? It, it really is. When you when you get down to the character traits, the uh, way of communication, the the things like it's equivalent with a cult leader. And it's back to what Murph said: Who are you going to give the credit to, and who are you going to use the gift mm-hmm. for? If you're going to use that gift for God, you're probably going to be a, a leader in a church or something, or a pastor or something like that, or an evangelist. If you're going to use it for Satan, you're probably going to be a cult leader, <laughs> or, <laughs> or or you may be a pastor or a church leader that leads down the wrong path or or, mm-hmm. or corrupt or something. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the gifts, we're we're really more vessels for what God's given us. We're not; it's not our own innate talents. It's what He's gifted us with. So we're supposed to just basically be the body of Christ, move yeah. as He's called us to do. Such a great reference talking about, you know, jars of clay where he's saying, you know, what we are is Mm -hmm. that we're nothing but dirt containers and it's the Holy Spirit inside of us that makes us so incredible and so useful Mm -hmm. uh, to to God. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you have a great singer, but doesn't know how to worship. And even though they're they're on a stage for Christ, they can still get into performance rather than worship, and mm-hmm. they're using their gift in the wrong manner and for the wrong purpose, and that can lead astray. Absolutely. So we're kind of we kind of talked about this already, but how do we go about identifying these gifts? Not just in ourselves, but how do we identify it in somebody else? I think the first thing is knowing what the spiritual gifts are and what they mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, this last week, going through the the 
uh, definitions. We went through them every night in small group. And it was really interesting learning what the spiritual gifts are about and knowing what their meanings are. Uh, I think it would even change your your questions or your answers to your questions if you knew those before you started answering. I can but see that. I, I think that's a huge thing is just yeah. knowing what the what the the gift definitions are, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when we went through the definitions, that we op- our eyes were kind of open to what does that actually mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the identifying is is in the fruit. And I mean, you can, you can very easily not only look at your own life, but like when Zorn said his top three, mm-hmm. it was completely obvious that right. those were his top three. When Wes said his top three, I was like, yeah, that makes perfect sense because it just aligns with what they already live mm-hmm. at. And so I just think that identifying it is in the fruit. It's right. It's not what, it's not necessarily what you want to be maybe, yeah. but it's, it's who you say, who you act as you are. I mean, yeah. And I think everybody else kind of sees it more in you than you see it in yourself because yeah. it was, that's kind of how it was with most of us. I think we were like, yeah. I was kind of surprised by that, but everybody else was like, I, I'm not. Yeah. Well, so. exhortation, you know, um, building people up and encouraging other Christ, other Christians, Christians, other Christians. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we've done this before. We've done the spiritual gifts test before and we went through it and we went through the definitions before, uh, probably one of those things we ought to do every year or two mm-hmm. because when you do that in a room full of people and you don't see the giftings in yourself, it's so cool how many people step up and go, no, you do have that. Let me show you how. Let me let me explain it to you. And mm-hmm. what a way to be built up than for others to see you as in living in that gift, you know, yeah. and I just think that's a, a great way to build up and encourage uh, the body. Mm-hmm. And another way is like, when you understand what those gifts are, like like the, the guy that was in here the other day, he said, I don't see like all of these Holy Spirit gifts, like the really Holy Spirit, like the prophecy, apostolic, all these things, like they're at the bottom of my list. And he was getting kind of discouraged and he's not even saved yet. Yeah. And so it was very easy to say like, dude, I can see these other gifts in you yeah. and they're without repentance. So like I can see them flowing through your life. And when you give it all to God, those are probably going to take a big jump. Yeah, so good. Mm-hmm. So good. Yep. So I think one of the one of the last questions I have for us is like, why is it so important that we use these gifts? Why why, why can we not just sit on them? Why, why, was, why must we put them into action? Well, like I said, uh, it says in Romans 11 that, that the gifts are without repentance. So we're going to use them, but we have to have a conscious effort of who we're using them for. And... It, it just brings me back to Ephesians 4 where he talks about some are apostles, some are prophets, some are shepherds, some are teachers, some are pastors. And it's it's the fivefold of the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. So the ultimate goal of a church is to fulfill what Christ was. Now, we'll never get there. But in order to be Jesus, you have to have the fullness of Jesus. So if you just right. have a church full of apostles, you're going to have... A very nobody's gonna want to come to your church because, right. <laughs> because you're just trying to raise everybody up and th- there's no okay well where's your gift of prophecy mm-hmm. and th- these gifts they work in cohesion they work in unity and so if you're not activated in deciding I'm gonna use these gifts for Christ then you're not only robbing yourself of growth from Christ but you're robbing the body of Christ mm-hmm. because there could be a church here that needs you right and, and to function and to like m- m- Zorn He's evangelistic. If 
if churches don't have evangelism, then what are we raising people up for? Right. And so these gifts, it's just, they all work together so beautifully and it's just so God ordained how when they all come together, that's when lives are transformed. Mm -hmm. And that's when we're able to go out and be Jesus. Yep. Yeah. I, I, um, why, why wouldn't we? Yeah. I mean, you know, name a gift that you got that you were disappointed in. (laughs) I mean, you know, even a, even a gag gift brings laughter and, and <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's not anything you might use, but you're still like, okay, they got me. That's a good one, you know? And, um, but I just think it goes back to, I've, I've tried this life in every form and fashion on my own. Uh, I've tried to live without any giftings, without any, uh, power of God or strength of God. And, and I'm tired of it. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's exhausting. It was a life uh, without joy, um, you know, and and now everything's different. Even even the bad days, there's still joy in there, and uh, and I know that that's the Holy Spirit directing me, guiding me, uh, and I can see the Holy Spirit change in me, you know, and and in hearing people talk about the different ways that that I behave or act now, and and you know that they can see these things. It it just it, it's not why we do any of this. Again, you know, it's the like I say about rewards. It's, we're not here for the rewards, but it sure doesn't make you want to stop. You know, and right? It it is an encouragement, and it does make you want to just keep chasing and keep searching and keep asking and and learn. Uh, you know, learning what prophecy is and what it's about. I mean, you know, there's some of them that are obvious: leadership, giving, serving. But prophecy, man, that that's one. You know, Paul's like. Speaking tongues, that's for that's for yourself. I'd way rather you prophesy, you know, if yeah. that's the thing you ought to be mm-hmm. searching for. And don't don't throw out tongues, but but if you're gonna search for something, search for this. Right. This yeah. is something that's gonna build up the church and help other people and you know, the others a little bit selfish. And mm-hmm. and so I just uh I, I wanna know what they are so that I can hunger in the right way for them. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you go ahead, Wes. No, I was just gonna say I was pointing at him because the word hunger. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the key is that if we're remaining in Christ, like he says, if we're Mm -hmm. staying connected, it's developing that passion Mm -hmm. to use those gifts. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and then, you know, agricultural metaphors, again, talking about pruning or things that might get in a, in the way of that passion, Mm -hmm. things that, that need to be clipped off or whatever so that you can grow in the Right. right way. And that growth is is sustained by the nutrients, right. the, what we're getting fed by. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a, a reinforcement process yeah. is that we're going to be fed. We're going to be passionate about the things that we see producing fruit in our lives. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the cutting away can hurt sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing we got to remember. The cutting away can hurt, but then that nourishment and that feeding that's when we're like, oh wow, that's that's why you know mm-hmm. fruit. Yeah. <laughs> it's you can't uh, produce fruit if if there's too many things tangled up and in the way, right? And it's just like, it, it, if this life is out of habit or hunger, are you really fighting for it, or is it just something that you do once a week for two hours? And it's when that pruning happens. If this is a habit, you're gonna stop because it's like. I didn't get in this for pain. I have enough of that already. But if you're in this for hunger and you really are seeking something to change, when that comes, you're like, okay, this is an opportunity. And then you seek after that and Mm -hmm. then you see the growth from it and 
that like what Zorn said, that, that just makes you even more hungry. Right. But going back to what I, what I was going to say was like, it's, you're saying how like it's selfish not to grow in our gifts and not just for us, but for other people. Cause if we're not using them, how can we, we can't exhort anybody else. We can't, right. We can't, uh, serve where serving is needed. We can't go out and speak the word that God's given us for somebody else. And so we can't build anybody else up and we certainly can't build ourselves up if we're not acting on these gifts. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so many of them that, that overlap and intertwine. And, uh, I got a buddy that's, uh, been, um, uh, pastoring for a little while. He's brand new to it. Well, not brand new to it, but relatively new to it. And he all the time will say stuff like, you know, if, if you're looking for me to move chairs, that's, that's not going to happen. You know? And I'm like, be careful what you say. Cause you'll find yourself in a whole heap load of serving if you're not careful. Cause, cause you can't pastor without serving. You know, you can't, uh, you can't, uh, lead without exhortation. You can't, you know, having discernment or no, having mercy without discernment is very, very dangerous. Just ask me, I've yeah. got, I'm kind of high in mercy, but I'm terrible at discernment. So when someone comes in and, and wants money or something like that. I get suckered in, you know, and my wife's like, you are the biggest sucker in the world. Yeah. But she has a really high level of discernment and a little bit of cynicism instead of the mercy, you know? So it's like when you partner us, cause we're the body, that level of discernment with that level of mercy can kind of work together as a team and as a unit yeah. and make mm-hmm. things seem to happen the way that God wants them to happen. Yeah. So, yeah. You, you know, you learn lessons that way. Yeah. It's like, it, it, it's okay to forgive the abuser and go ahead and still go to the cops. Like, yeah, you don't, yeah. You don't have to keep going <laughs> right. back to that right. horrendous situation. Like, yeah. It, it, Forgiving d- somebody has nothing to do with yeah. them being in your life. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. That's so good. Yeah. And then, uh, so I think the last thing I want to say is that no spiritual gift goes over the other one like we can't rank these really as more important than the next like not all not everybody in the church is called to be a pastor not everybody in the church is called to be on the worship team yeah but we are all called to be servants and we're all called to be missionaries of some sort yeah we're all called to just further the mission of god and you can argue that the body is more important than the pastor that's standing up on mm-hmm. the stage because the pastor's job is to equip the body right. to go out and be the minister yes. in their work field. Right. So, like on Sundays, that's awesome, but the church is in little pockets everywhere mm-hmm. all over the nation. And then on Monday morning, they invade every business. Right. Yeah. So that is when the impact is made. So you can argue that the, the people in the chairs are more important than the man standing yeah, on the stage. Yeah, 100%. And I'm glad you said that because that was one of the things I was going to say, and I was I was a little nervous because I'm like, you know, maybe this is overstepping, but everybody should have a little bit of, of minister, yeah, which which isn't a spiritual gift, but it's involved in a lot of those different mm-hmm. things. If yeah. you have uh, leadership, if you have exhortation, if you have pastor, if you have apostleship, yeah, apostleship, apostleship, if you have uh, pastor teacher, you know those things, you you should have a little bit of minister in you because mm-hmm. everybody in the church is absolutely a minister absolutely yeah i mean the bible says go out into the world and make disciples and right there's god telling you i've called all of you to be ministers yeah he didn't say go have the pastors and make disciples yeah like, yeah but, and, and i mean just think if you had all pastors yeah it, i mean it's who, like, it goes, who, it'd be a battle over who gets to speak yeah. you know and, and no one would want to listen yeah. uh, and you it's know. like it's just like where it talks about um 
can't remember which book it is, but when Paul's talking about, I think it's Ephesians, he's talking about the body and he's saying, the eye cannot say to the ear, yes. I do not need mm-hmm. you. Like if, if everybody was a pastor, like you said, or if everybody was a worship leader, like we all fit together and how yeah, the right. body of Christ comes together is just, it's, you can't deny that it's God ordained because it's so perfect when it all just comes together. And Absolutely. sitting in there talking with everybody on small group nights, um, which by the way, we'll just tell you are Mondays at seven o'clock. Tuesdays at eight and Wednesdays at eight. Um, but sitting in there and going through everybody's gift, because we went through everybody's top three gift, it's amazing what God's assembled here. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. God has really assembled a group of young adults and OGs that have just all these complementary gifts that work together. And I think that's why uh, AMP um, is successful. And what does successful mean for a ministry? Uh, Pastor Ray Crawford at First United Methodist once said that you measure success not by counting bodies in the place, but by the pastors and leaders that a group puts out. And yeah. I think uh, I think we do really, really well in that mm-hmm. here. And obviously, that's God at work. Yeah. Yep. So, any final thoughts before we close out for this episode? Wes has got something deep. He's oh, fixing yeah. to drop on. It's, so I can it's feel not it. Deep, I can but feel it. It's crazy when you look at like in the UK when they talk about departments in their government. What do they call them? Parliaments. The Ministry oh, of something. Yeah, you're right. You, you ever noticed that before? Yeah, I thought no, that was I mean, odd. I had, but not, because we always like not think sense, of clergy when we hear ministry. Yeah. But like, if you look at a definition of ministry as, it says, a person or thing through which something is accomplished. So we are accomplishing a mission yeah. or a purpose as yeah. a minister of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's every single one yeah. of us. Yeah. So we're, we're agents of Jesus. Absolutely. So good. <laughs> that's why God brought that dude to us. Yeah. <laughs> right there. And it's just like in You hear me? <laughs> it's just like in Philippians where he says that he's going to bring the work that he started to completion. Right. And mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I just think every young adult in here needs to know that, that they're a part of that mission right yeah. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To bring the gospel to people, absolutely. It, it actually it, it makes it easier to understand and to be excited for when you hear it in that sense yeah. instead mm-hmm. of a minister. You know, yeah, because people, you know, sometimes people in the crowd will get discouraged. They're like, "Oh, I'm not the guy on the stage," you know, getting to speak. Like, you have just as much, if not more, impact than the guy that's standing up there, and yeah. you have the same opportunity every day that they do. And so I think when you're presented with a, we're all fighting for the exact same thing. We're not fighting for a leadership spot. We're not fighting to one up somebody else. We're, we're all on this journey. Yeah. And you have the same opportunity and the same chance to mm-hmm. go out and, and minister the gospel to people. Yeah. We've had early in this ministry, we've had, we would have, uh, you know, a, a call to salvation and we might have one up to four people at a time do it. But there, there was a point where it was kind of consistent throughout the year that we'd have, you know, we'd have eight, 10, 12 in a, in a, in a year. Um, that's, that's been lowered, but I think mainly because we've got a lot more followers that are in here. Mm-hmm. But the handful that have happened this year that I know of were one-on-one in a dorm room with someone. That's a minister. That That's yeah. where... I really think it has a better chance of taking place and taking hold yeah. than because now I know, uh, you know, Lily's had a couple of experiences and I know that she's walking with them uh, all the time. They got little small group, 
the discipleship process has started mm. and that's what it takes where sometimes you can get someone in here and then you don't get the opportunity to disciple them anymore. Yeah, right. They make that decision and either they're here a time or two and then they vanish and, and then it makes you curious, you know, did it stick? And right. We talked about that, you know, on Sunday is that, you know, you have these big movements and you look at the Jesus movement from the seventies and tons, tons of people, you know, said the, the sinner's prayer or were in big events or whatever, but there were very few people to follow up with discipleship, right. very few people to walk with them in in the days and months following that. Yeah. And it's so... Seed on a footpath or... or totally, exactly yeah. that. And so you think about, you know, the parable of the sower and what happens when that seed is is not taken care of. Right. And, you know, if Jesus talks about it in that way, why should we think it's any different? Yeah, yeah no doubt. Well, no, go ahead. We're robbing somebody of this if, if there's no discipleship. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, it's, it's a little bit of a stretch, but it's kind of like the scripture where Jesus says, whatever you do to the least of these, you do to me. If you go to a homeless man and you say, be well, stay warm and be well fed, and then just walk away. Right, right. If you say congratulations on your decision and you just walk away, yeah. you're literally leaving them alone in a desert. Words alone aren't enough. Exactly. Yeah, action and has to follow. The the discipleship, man, I'm telling you, since I've since I've had that, since I've stepped into this ministry, mm-hmm. since I've stepped into real life and actually been discipled from people, actually people making a decision like, I'm just gonna meet and have lunch with them. We're just gonna do life together. Yeah. Right. Like that's huge. Yeah. And we're able to, like Zorn says, we're able to talk about nothing, but we're able to talk about everything. And Man, right. I was going to set it up and let <laughs> you knock it down, but you did it anyway. Like, I love it. It's just being able to walk through life with someone and say, Man, I'm just struggling with this. What do you think's going yeah. on? Oh, well, mm-hmm. well let me, let's pray about it together. Let's, let's see what God has to say in his word about it. And then you start finding that for yourself. And then when issues come up, you have that model. Right. Like, Oh well, all I know is is that he prayed and then he looked for an answer in scripture. So that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, and then you're able to be that model to somebody else. Right, that's where discipleship is. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Well, guys, thanks for listening to us today, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to the Trend or Truth podcast. This podcast is recorded out of the Amp Station in Claremore, Oklahoma. Amp is a Christian ministry geared towards college students and young adults, with an emphasis on loving God, loving people and making disciples. If you like what you heard, consider becoming a subscriber so you don't miss out on a single episode. We release new entries every Monday. Also, rate and review this podcast on iTunes and share it on social media. Once again, thank you for joining us today, and we'll talk to you next time.